I truly believe that New Mexico is my favorite route so far. It is so unique. It's so different every 25 miles. Uh, you're in volcanic uh, land. You're in desert, high desert. You're in the mountains like Colorado. Uh, you're in uh, just some kind of high plains uh, and sand. The New Mexico culture is so rich, you know, from the Spaniards that were here, you know, hundreds of years ago. And you get to see that culture down there. It is an absolutely stunning state. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode 143, the New Mexico Backcountry Discovery Route, with Justin Bradshaw and Rob Watt. Welcome back to another episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is your host, Travis Parsons. On with me today are returning guest, Justin Bradshaw. You may have heard him back on episode 23 last April. He is here with Rob Watt, um, who is a new guest. And these guys are some of the cool guys in the motorcycle industry. Justin, uh, you probably know, is a co-founder of Butler Motorcycle Maps. And Rob Watt is the owner of Trailmaster Adventure Gear, as well as the chief architect and route planner for the Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and now the New Mexico backcountry discovery routes. And we're really here to talk about the new New Mexico backcountry discovery route um, that they're just releasing and about the premieres all around the country. So Justin and Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be thank here. You. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good, good to have you, of course. I'm ready to talk motorcycles because, you know, we've had a, I wouldn't say a long winter, but it's definitely been a cold winter and we're really having some spring-like days down here now. And we were just talking before the, the interview that, uh, that we're hoping spring shows up very quickly and we're ready to get out and ride for sure. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I almost went out today, but the wind was blowing so hard. I thought, nah, I don't want to battle the wind. But, man, this warm weather has been really, really inviting to, to make you want to get out and ride. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I sent a photo of a screenshot of my phone with the weather. It said 73 down here in Longmont, and I sent it to my parents in Florida because we were uh, four degrees warmer than they were in Florida. And it was kind of like, ha And they said, well, that's warm. That's great. I said, well, the problem in Colorado is if you have a warm day in the winter, you have a windy day in the winter. And it's exactly what we have, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it, it's been that way. But I'm looking forward to spring. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, getting out and uh, and working on the new BDR, which uh, we'll be announcing shortly, which ne- which state is the next one. And uh, so we're going to start scouting that. Yeah, we're going to dig into that in a little bit. So let's start with each one of you guys. Uh, Justin, I'll let you go first since you're the, uh, the guy who's been on the show before. It, take a little opportunity to tell our listeners who you are, what your background is, and uh, how it is you ended up co-founding Butler Motorcycle Maps. Sure. Well, my name is Justin Bradshaw. I live in Eagle, Colorado. Um, been riding pretty much my whole life. About six years ago, uh, myself and a couple guys started Butler Motorcycle Maps. 
and we've turned that into a really fun and uh, I think good business, useful business. A lot of people seem to like what we do. In the last about 12 months or so, um, I've started a new project uh, in conjunction with Butler Maps, but we've kind of spun off a digital version of it uh, called Rever. So it's a it's an app, it's a mobile application, an online trip planning site. So I've been really, really, really focused on that as of late, uh, less on the print stuff and more on the digital stuff. And then um, myself and Rob, uh, who is one of my best friends, have been working together for, I don't know, maybe five years now, Rob, on the backcountry discovery route stuff, um, yeah. which we'll get into in a little more detail about what that is. But that's the reason we're here together is because that's a project that we're both very passionate about. It has to do with motorcycles, has to do with adventure, and it's kind of a, a side project for both of us. It's technically a nonprofit. Um, I have my hand a whole bunch of motorcycle stuff and three kids. <laughs> that makes for a busy life, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, how about you? Uh, you're uh, you founded Trailmaster Adventure Gear for motorcycles. You're eyeballs deep into the the planning of the backcountry discovery routes. How did you end up here? Well, um, the way that uh, the Trailmaster Adventure Gear came about is a good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Slavens, who's more of the dirt bike uh, side of the business was getting more and more into adventure uh, riding. And he said, hey, you know, I really want a bag that can go on my crash bars that I can carry my tools and other things down low. And I said, you know, I've been thinking the very same thing, but, uh, you know, there's no one out there that makes something like that. And uh, I had a really good friend that's in the tennis bag business who makes really high-end tennis bags. And I went to her and said, hey, this is something that I want to do, and can you help us develop it? And uh, that was I think six years ago. And, um, so we've just been kind of growing since then and moving into other products, uh, that go along with the adventure market. And, uh, then, uh, one day I kind of, I was coming back from Utah working on scouting the Utah BDR. And, uh, I met, uh, Justin and court Butler, uh, for lunch one day and said, Hey guys, I want to help you with your Butler maps. And, uh, and help with the more of the backcountry discovery routes and it's kind of been history from there and um so most of the time besides working on the trailmaster adventure gear i'm working on our next bdr and and trying to develop the best routes that we can for uh for everyone to use very well so you guys have obviously found a way to do what you love and earn money at the same time. Um, we, I guarantee we have a ton of listeners out there who are thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, of course, you know, the, the, the way to do it is to do what you love and then the money follows, you know, but it's often very difficult to put those two things together and make that happen. What were your motivations that made you, you know, get over that hump to, to finally do what you love uh, in order to make your money? Justin, you want to go first on that? Yeah, good question. Um, for me, it was, like a lot of things, uh, I guess an element of timing. I When I started Butler Maps with Court and uh, the other guys on our team, I just returned from around-the-world motorcycle trips. So I had spent a whole summer riding around the world, and in my 20s, I'd done a whole lot of traveling uh, in different places around the world. 
And uh, I've pretty much given up everything to do that. So when I returned, I didn't really have much. <laughs> and the the idea of Butler Maps was quartz, and I saw the opportunity um, you know, that it had, and I thought, that's a great idea. Let's, you know, let, let's do that and I can help. So it was definitely uh, a timing thing. And honestly, it was horrible timing in the sense that it was right around 2008 when everybody was uh, stressed about money and the economy was collapsing and motorcycle industry was way down. And um, we really persevered through and making money, you definitely followed. I'll say that we, we stuck in there and you know, the, the old saying that if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. We definitely felt that. And, uh, and luckily we were able to, I think, carve out a niche in our industry here that was needed and we fulfilled it and turned it into a profitable business. Um, I'm feeling the same thing again, because Reva really is in, uh, it's a startup and it's a tech startup too. So I went from, you know, a startup six years ago with the paper business and now with Rever, the digital side of things, I'm um, feeling the same thing again in a whole new way. And it's, it's, I tell you what, every single day I look in the mirror and go, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and then every day I wake up and I'm so excited to work and I go, all right, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm psyched to work and you never know when the paychecks are going to come. And, um, but you believe, and I, I definitely believe, and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, when you're about to give up is when you're closest to succeeding. So that is one piece of advice I will give. And people probably hear that all over. But I do believe that it's true. And there's a lot of failures along the way. We've certainly had our our fair share. Um, but there's nothing like it. There's nothing like building something, turning an idea into reality. And the pride that goes along with it uh, is is a lot of motivation, at least for me. And to be doing it in an industry that I personally am passionate about is is fantastic because you know at the end of the day we're we're talking motorcycles it's not uh, we're not sending people to the moon and we're not curing cancer or anything like that but it's fun and it's exciting and people are really 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 passionate in industry so it's fun to be around i think that's a good point i'm glad you said it you know you have to you enjoy the highs but you have to ride ride out the lows and in in waiting for that next high. You know, I, I too run a, a company that manufactures products and we also do this show. And yeah, there's no doubt there are highs and lows and those lows can get pretty low. And you're thinking, what am I doing? You know, is there a better way to do this? And, and am I going about it the right way? But I, I'm glad that you said, you know, that look, about the time you're ready to give up is about the time you know that, that what you're doing is, is the right thing. You need to push through. Um, that's a good advice for sure. Travis, if I can chime in on what Justin's been doing is that, you know, I've watched what Butler Maps has done for the last six years um, and saw where, you know, you got to sell a lot of maps to make money, you know, and you're starting with one state and then you're going to the next state. And, you know, I finally saw that turning point where Butler is, you know, the standard in the United States for, for maps and actually known all over the world uh, for their maps. And I think Rever, their next step uh, and what Justin is doing is going to change uh, the motorcycle industry on the way that we look for routes and, and what we ride and how we map our rides and how we share those rides. And there he's at the be the beginning steps of where Butler was, you know, six years ago or, or five years ago with their maps. And, 
and I think it will be the gold standard uh, actually quicker than where, where the maps have, uh, have gone. So it's exciting to just uh, be a, a fly on the wall to see what, uh, what Rever's doing. Oh, you got that right. I, I completely agree with you, and I'm you know proud to have these guys in our state in Colorado. I mean, this is a motorcycling mecca, and for to have Butler Maps and Rever here um, as our next door neighbors is it just makes it that much more awesome. Yeah, that's it, it is cool, and and anyone who's ever had the chance to ride in Colorado uh, knows that uh, it's fantastic riding, and and the people who don't know it. You know, they pick up those maps or now they can see it through River and start planning those fun rides in our state and the other surrounding states. Yeah, no doubt. So how about you, Rob? Motivations that, that made you pursue uh, this lifestyle, allowing you to, to earn a living doing what you love? Well, let, let me let's rephrase that. I don't earn a living with, um, <laughs> with Trailmaster <laughs> Adventure Gear. Um, I was lucky enough that um, uh, I was involved in a family business uh that started in 1949 by my grandfather here in Colorado. And we were Colorado's largest lumber and um, building center, hardware center um, in Colorado, family-owned uh, center. And we had 14 stores throughout the state. And um, unfortunately, in 2000, and fortunately, uh, we were kind of forced to sell it because of an estate tax issue. Uh, the government wants to take, you know, 55% of your wealth when someone dies in the, in the family. And so all of our wealth was in the family or in the business, family wealth. And so we were, came to the conclusion that uh, we were going to have to sell the company, which that was a blessing in disguise because we did it before all the markets crashed in 2001 and 2008, you know, obviously. So uh, it was really a nice deal. And that has allowed me to pursue some things that, uh, uh, that I can do on the side like this. So Trailmaster Adventure Gear was kind of a, uh, a passion for me. The, my sport was adventure riding. And uh, I turned what I saw – a need into a business. And what I, people say, well, are you making money? And I say, I, what I tell them is, and it's the truth is I make enough money each year to buy a couple new motorcycles. And that's really all that's important. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and then the, the other investments that I have is, uh, is where I make my money, but I work on, on improving the Trailmaster adventure gear on, uh, on a daily basis. Well, I'd like to correct you a little bit because maybe you're not earning a living monetarily to support yourself, but being on those ADV bikes is a lifestyle and it is living. So you are earning your living by doing Yes. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And what's nice is that's what's afforded me the, uh, you know, having the, the investment and stuff that our family or, you know, that, that got me to this point. That's allowing me to do the work for the Backcountry Discovery Routes, which is a, a nonprofit. Uh, the Backcountry Discovery Route is a nonprofit. It's a 501c4. Um, and none of us make any money from the Backcountry Discovery Routes. And I don't get paid for anything I do for the Backcountry Discovery except Routes. Except hug, Rob. Yeah, except what? <laughs> except with hugs. Don't forget yeah, the hugs. Yeah, hugs. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to bring that up later, but uh, now that you've opened up that can of worms. Um, but so Justin and I and, and Paul Gillian and, and um, the other people that are involved with the Backcountry Discovery Routes, we don't get paid for our time that, that uh, 
we use to develop the routes, and that's all on our own dollar. Um, now, truth be told, it does help our businesses because people get out there and, you know, they get out there and they ride their bikes and they use the routes and they say, well, I need one of your bags or I need another one of your products at Changing Matter or I need a Butler map or I need TurTech products or I need Klein products or Nemo or all the people that are involved. Uh, but the routes themselves, we don't get any, any money from. And okay. so I'm kind, of pr- I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a labor of love for sure. And it's benefiting yeah. people all around the world. I mean, I know people, you know, come over here from, from outside the country just to ride these things. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, last summer, I know of two big groups, uh, that came over, uh, one from Germany, one from Portugal, uh, and another, well, two from Germany that came over and there was 15 guys in one group that rode the the Colorado backcountry discovery route. So, and I'm sure there's a lot more that we just don't even know about. Yeah, absolutely. Bentgate Mountaineering, located in Golden, Colorado, has been outfitting backcountry travelers for the last 20 years. Winter is in full swing, and it's prime time to check out the latest in alpine touring, telemark, NTN, and split boarding gear. Bentgate carries the premier brands, including Black Crows, DPS, Dinafit, G3, Icelandic, K2, Rocky Mountain Underground, Rosignol, Solomon, Voli, Never Summer, and Jones. With more people in the backcountry than ever, it's crucial to be prepared. Bentgate has the latest in avalanche safety gear from beacons to airbags. Come in and they will set you up with a proper gear and point you in the right direction to educate yourself on snow safety. If you don't own the gear, Bentgate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment, including the latest skis, boots, split boards, beacons, shovels, and probes. Bentgate also hosts free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a hands-on opportunity to ride the latest gear. Be sure to check bentgate.com for their full product selection as well as updates on all of their events. The Bearline Plus by 180 Tech is the handiest Bearline utility cord system you can find. This is not your typical Bearline. Our lightweight cord system is designed to be compact, lightweight, frictionless, and very versatile. Don't risk losing your dinner. Hang it the right way. The Bearline Plus is designed to suspend food between two trees up to 40 feet apart and 15 feet above the ground with much less effort than other Bearlines. Not only does the Bearline Plus keep your food away from bears, it is designed to be useful for many other needs including a motorcycle and ATV recovery system, tie-downs, straps, backpack repair, guy lines for tarp or tent, a tow line, block and tackle, and much, much more. Find your Bearline Plus at 180tech.com or retailers near you. Well, I'm going to turn you guys loose and let you explain what a backcountry discovery route is to the to the listeners. I live in Colorado. I've done uh, some of the northern sections, uh, Wyoming border to um, uh, uh, 
uh, down to Leadville or Buena Vista. Buena Vista. That's yeah. the, the one I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, we've done that section and it was great. And I hear that the Southern section is even better. Um, but some people might be out there listening and saying, okay, great, guys, what the heck is a backcountry discovery route? So tell them about it. We're trying to get or help adventure riders uh, get off road uh, because a lot of guys I know and, and people that we talk to along the way is, you know, I've been, I've got an adventure bike. I bought this 1200 GS, uh, but I, I just don't really know how to take it off road. I've never gone off road. I don't, I don't want to get down a road and find out that I can't get by, you know, it's, it's too hard for me. So what the BDRs try to do is develop a route that people know what they're going to get into. And it's a route that goes from, we always uh, make our routes start in the southern part of the state, the southern border, and travel all the way through the state uh, to the northern border. And we try to do it on as much dirt as we possibly can. It's not always possible to have dirt the entire way because, you know, uh, different closures, wilderness areas, uh, you know, private land. And so you kind of have to get on some pavement. And uh, when we do get on pavement, we try to pick the best, uh, you know, twisty, curvy pavy pavement that uh, we can find to be our connectors. But um, it's just a way to uh, get people through the state so they can enjoy camping. If they don't want to camp, they can uh, stay at the motels because we try to go through some really cool little towns. Um, one thing that has kind of been the charge uh, f- from Paul uh, Gillian and, um, well, and myself is that, um, that let's find a route that people wouldn't necessarily go. There's, there are a lot of routes through the state. And our, our route isn't necessarily the best route. You know, I, we always tell people it's, you know, it's just a route and you don't have to stick to our route, but it gives you a, a backbone uh, to go through the state. And if you want to spend a little more time in this area, go find that, that uh, little route, go over to this ghost town or go over to a cool uh, hot springs or something like that, but explore from our route and use it as a backbone or just use our route as is. But going back to what we try to find is we, we try to find these unique little towns that are kind of off the, off the map and uh, towns that have stories and, and towns that maybe only have 20 or, uh, you know, 50 people that live there. And us bringing people through this town actually helps their commerce uh, or, and helps them stay alive. You know, maybe there's a small gas station there. A good example is in Pitkin, Colorado. Uh, there's a small gas station there. And uh, he has uh, had a kind of a little, uh, not a diner, but just a little place to buy sandwiches. And since the BDR has gone through there, he's been able to expand his store so he can feed more people and have a better menu and actually cater to more people. Uh, and he specifically told us that it is because of the backcountry discovery routes. And he said it saved my business um, because of what you guys do. And so we see that in a lot of towns, especially Idaho. Idaho has been absolutely jumping backflips since we put the route through there. And it's only been through there one year now. And uh, they saw so many people coming into these little towns and booking hotel rooms and, and uh, buying food and, and, you know, being tourists. Yeah, that's cool. I love to hear the stories about the little guy uh, getting the getting the business because of one of these. You see it in the in the trailers and the videos on these uh, backcountry discovery movies, and there's always some little uh, 
place you know backwoods place that's benefiting from the trail so that's a that's a great aspect of it for sure yeah and what's what you know we can't put all the stuff in the movie you know there's a lot of other stories that don't make the cut and uh and so we see this um how accepting people are and are so excited uh the people in new mexico when we told them we were going to bring the route through there they were like we had one little town the town of reserve uh they, when they heard i was there scouting uh they called a community meeting for everyone to come over and meet me and say how can we help you know we have money to spend how you know the the grocery stores putting a sign up sheet in their uh, a book so when you go there you can sign in and say hey i'm writing the bdr and so there's going to be a record of of people going through and you know it's little things like that that uh, just really make uh makes me excited and and really uh gives me the reason why i keep going back each week uh, you know tra- traveling six hours to new mexico to go uh scout more routes you know yeah that's it's, cool yeah it's a lot of fun very cool. Well, I have to uh, hope that Butler's at least getting their maps to these stores as well, because I got to think, you know, people going down there and think maybe they, they might have skipped the map, you know, going on the, you know, to get on the trail and then think, well, you know, it'd be a great time to have that map. Because the cool thing about those maps is they, they have all these little um, side route things like you talked about, and they give you all the little uh, the extras um, that you want to know about the route while you're down there. If you're going to spend the time and energy and money to get your bike down there and ride the route, take the time off, it's best to have all of the information and to make it the the best ride you can oh sure and i know a lot of stores that do do that um it usually takes them a year to figure out oh you know we should probably stock these (laughs) (laughs) because people come in and say hey you happen to have a a new mexico bdr map or an idaho bdr map or just because we forgot ours at home you know and uh so uh they they end up stocking them eventually you know i've got a million different stories of the people we meet um but like, let's just take New Mexico, for instance, the little store of weed or the little town of weed has one little gas station. And when we were scouting, uh, a good friend of mine uh, who lives in Fort Collins, Chuck McNeil, he and I were down there scouting from the southern part of the state up towards Cloudcroft. And we were both on fumes and we knew that the gas station was pretty close and one of the dangers you have of these little towns is you pull into the town and there's a big sign on the pump says, we're out of gas until tomorrow. You know, well, we pulled into weed and the, there's a guy sitting there working on the pumps and we walked up and went inside and asked the woman behind the counter, you know, how long before you can have gas? We need gas. Cause we were both on fumes. And she says, well, He's hoping to have it done today, but uh, uh, we're not 100% sure. And we're like, oh, man. Oh, no. So it was, it was cold because we did this in – I think we were there in mid or late April. Uh, and it was kind of chilly. And they said, well, you know what? Come inside. And the, the little gas station is – part of it is a house where the people live. And they said, come on inside. We'll make you some um, – hot sandwiches and uh, you can get warm by our fire and hopefully it'll have something fixed. Well, she went, she fixed the sandwiches and some soup, some chicken noodle soup. We sat down next to their, um, their little wood stove. And in the meantime, she went outside and started talking to the, the guy that was working on the pump. 
and said, listen, these guys need to get to Cloudcroft and uh, how can we get some gas? And the guy said, we'll take care of it. And he jerry-rigged some things and made the pump work just enough to get us gas for both of our bikes and we were on our way. And (laughs) so what's so cool about that is, you know, if, if we were on, if we were on a Harley and I, I'm not disparaging Harley or, or anything like that, but if we were on a different bike, I don't know that the people are as inviting, but something about adventure bikes, people just want to know what you're doing. They want to be part of your adventure because they see that adventure and they want to be part of it. They want to, they want to have that adventure that you're having. And so they, they do things like that. They invite you in to, to eat with them. They fix you meals. They, you know, they, they go out of their way to make a pump work so you can get gas. I can guarantee you if we would did that into Longmont, they'd say, Oh, the hell with you guys. We'll be open tomorrow. That's you know? right. No dice. <laughs> yeah, no dice. You know, so that's what's really cool about getting in to the backcountry uh, and experiencing one of the BDRs is you get to experience what life is about outside the interstates. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So are these routes, I mean, we talk about motorcycles with dual sports and ADV bikes being on them. Are they also routes that somebody would want to take a, a 4 by 4 Jeep up? Or are they narrower in sections where they don't really want to do that? How are they laid out? You know, you know that's a great question because I get that question all the time. Um, we get, I probably answer, oh, one to two emails a day from different people uh, asking different questions about the routes. And that's one I get constantly is, hey, we want to, we've got a group of Jeepers that want to do it or ATVs. I get this in Arizona a lot. Um, can we do the route? And most of our routes, well, all of our routes, you have to have a um, uh, street uh, legal vehicle, whether it's an ATV, motorcycle, or uh, Jeep. It has to be street legal because they're mostly forest roads, county roads, state roads. Uh, which require a license plate. Um, there's, I can only think of one route right now that there's one section in Idaho where you actually go through over a bridge that they've got uh, big concrete barriers that limit the width. And I think the width is down to uh, oh, maybe 32 inches or oh, 40 yeah. inches or something. So you can't you can't get your Jeep through it, um, but there's a go around for that. But in in the most part of all of our routes, you can get a Jeep or an ATV, and a lot of people are doing that. It's it's kind of catching on that these Jeepers are saying, "Hey, these are these are great routes. We can go do that. We can spend you know three or four days going through uh, through Colorado or or Arizona and uh, and doing it." Yeah, absolutely. Well, what hel- what's so helpful is that you guys have laid out the routes. So you can go on to backcountrydiscoveryroutes.com and use the interactive map. You can, like we said, buy the Butler maps to uh, to take with you, but you can get all of that planning and information. It's right there for you. And that's, you know, riding myself. I mean, it's fun to plan routes, but it can take quite a while, especially if you're talking about, you know, dirt 
um, unpaved routes that are going through areas. You don't know what areas are really open, you know, what's private land and all of that to, to be able to, to just jump on, find the route and say, yeah, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to start where it says to start and we're going to run it. Cause I know out of research, how long it's going to take me. I only have a week, you know, you know, vacation time and it's precious, um, that we can at least run sections of this. So the fact that it's laid out makes it a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. And you know, it takes, um, you know, what I run into when I'm scouting the routes is that let's say I, I'm using base map uh, or base camp, I'm sorry, base camp to start looking at the, the roads and whatnot. And I have big maps I lay out and, and uh, then I go over to base camp and I start making a GPS route uh, or a track. I use tracks. I don't use routes. Um, and a lot of times you'll see a road that goes through on base camp and then you get there and you start riding it and that road sometimes doesn't even exist or it runs right into private property or it, okay. it just it stops. And so for the ease of those people like you were talking to know that, okay, you can start here and you can end here and you're never going to get stopped unless there's bad weather or, or something uh, unforeseen that has changed that road. Uh, so we do all the hard work for you ahead of time. Yeah, right. Well, Justin, how about a story from you? Um, I'll let you pick. Uh, good story or bad story? You know, we've we've had quite a few incidents on uh, BDR scouting trips when we're doing the filming and stuff. We had a helicopter evac last year. That's a pretty good story. There's been lots of broken bones. Um, the good stories are endless um that's the way they should be (laughs) i'll tell you one thing that never made it on film that i really wish it did uh well i'll start with two things on the utah bdr (laughs) um (laughs) i wrote some of the stories down and i have a feeling you have one of those that you're gonna tell well on the utah bdr we ran into some mud at one point it was really kind of the first big obstacle that was I don't know, scary and had some potential for carnage and looked really good on the film. So we ran into a a big old piece of slimy, slick mud and um, nobody wanted to go back and do it. So I went back and um, rode across a mud slick and was coming back across for the camera a few times. And uh, you'll see it on the Utah BDR film, but I I totally just wiped out uh, in the mud being cocky, riding too fast for the camera. But what you don't see right after that is I got right back on and tried to get out of the mud and missed smashing into our support Jeep by an inch or less. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how I possibly missed it, but it was one of those puckery moments. But the thing that I wish made it on the on the Utah BDR film, um, and I'm – I joke about this with Paul Gilly and our other partner in BDR quite a bit, but the week before the Utah BDR filming, I was in a road racing accident. So I was road racing a super bike and I crashed and pretty much ripped my pinky off. Um, and I got it passed back together in time to go on the Utah BDR, but I had to cut my gloves apart and I had to wrap it up real good and all that. But it was time for the stitches to come out when we were on the trip and we were days and days in, um, to camping 
off the bikes and the stitches were getting overgrown and crusted over and just really nasty. And no uh, showers had been taken and it was no filthy. showers been taken. It was, it, was re- it was really clear that the stitches in my finger had to come out. So <laughs> Paul Gillian, uh, with some help from, uh, Jim beam, we took all the stitches in my hand out over a uh, tour tech Zega pannier on the side of the trail one evening. And, uh, you know, some, some trail side surgery. And I don't know why I never made it into the film, but it was, it was definitely a unique situation. And just one of those things that, you know, you gotta do sometimes. You gotta <laughs> was, do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. Well, the reason it didn't make it in the film, because it's, it was stinky. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't think Sterling wanted to get anywhere near it. <laughs> but and, and I have a story on Utah, you know, Travis, I don't know if you know this or have seen this in any of the films, but Justin is always liking to play jokes on me. And um, and he has kind of rodeoed the rest of the group into constantly doing that as well. Well, I always come prepared, and I have a lot of stuff that these guys are always trying to borrow from me. Well, the first night, I whip out this metal um, – table a small folding table that folds out into a nice table and they're all giving me grief you know who brings a table on a bdr you know and just giving me grief well as they watched me preparing my food on it the first night the next night they gave me a little bit more grief but they started using it well the very i think it was close to the last night (laughs) they decided that they were really going to roast me and they started they put the the table over the fire, they're going to burn it uh, because <laughs> they don't want to see me with my good table anymore because they were <laughs> jealous of it. And so they took pictures. I'm in bed and they take pictures of it hanging over the fire so they could show me the next day that uh, they were going to burn my, my, my table. Oh, that's not well, very nice. Yeah, it wasn't very nice. But let me tell you this. Since then, that's the first thing they ask is, where's your table? We need to make dinner on all the BDRs <laughs> since then. <laughs> that's funny yeah. hey man a small table's handy when you're out there yeah darn right it is <laughs> and that's and funny. they they they're always asking for it yep so let's dig into the the new mexico route this one you guys are just releasing now i see that the uh the maps and the dvd are going to be available on the first of march and you guys are doing uh premieres film premieres uh pretty much across the the country so the reason i'm having you guys on is because we're doing our uh you're doing the local one in denver in a couple weeks a week from the the day this podcast airs on march 3rd so let's dig into this one and uh get some of the excitement about the new New Mexico route. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, New Mexico, actually, each year I always say the last one was my favorite, but I truly believe that New Mexico is my favorite route so far. It is so unique. It's so different every 25 miles. Uh, You're in volcanic uh, land. You're in desert, high desert. You're in the mountains like Colorado. Uh, You're in uh, just some kind of high plains. uh, And Sand, you know, you're going to get into some sand, but the New Mexico culture is so rich, you know, from the Spaniards that were here, you know, hundreds of years ago, and you get to see that culture down there. Uh, and so when you go and do the New Mexico BDR, 
take some time to really look around and and see the uh, stop at the little missions that are um, along the route and uh, really delve into what New Mexico has to offer because it's a unique state and I don't think a lot of people really know how unique and how beautiful it is because most of the people I talk to they say you know you tell them New Mexico and they say ah you know I've driven through it a million times you know and they're 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 used to what they see on I forty and I twenty five and off of that, it is an absolutely stunning state. Uh, just really, really cool. So we started our first premiere in Manhattan. Uh, it's the first time we've had a premiere um, in Manhattan. At the we had it at the BMW dealer uh, last week, um, and there was a I think 130, 140 uh, people there to see the film. And uh, now we're going to be in. Albuquerque this weekend, which is the 27th or – no, not 27th, the 20th. Um, and, Sunday the 21st, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, glad you're, I'm glad someone's on the ball here. <laughs> um, so we're going to be in, New Mex- in Albuquerque. Then when I'm going over to Salt Lake on Wednesday um, and then the 24th and then we're in Seattle on the 25th. Um, and then we come around and uh, we'll be in Denver on the 3rd and Boise – uh, on the third, and then we're in Dallas and Long Beach and Phoenix, and um, oh, I, there's too many others to to mention right now. But you can go to the website and see where all the uh, the movies are. And, and something that we're doing different this year is that we're having the films in theaters uh, because the dealerships, we were getting, you know, a hundred plus people coming to the dealerships and they just couldn't handle it anymore. So we're showing them all in the, in theaters in each one of those towns. And it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. My, uh, my buddy, Matt just got back into riding a long time ago. He used to have a, a sport bike, but he recently got back into riding this summer with a dual sport. And he sent me the, the image, you know, the, of the, the ad of the premiere. And he said, Hey, let's go watch this. So yeah, a few buddies and I are going to come down and, and check it out. And it's going to be neat to, to see him experience this, you know, for the first time as he's, you know, new into riding, because we all remember that, that time when we were new to riding and, you know, it's, it's still really fun now, of course, but there, it, you can never beat the first time, you know, your first season or a couple of seasons of riding. It's the most exciting time. Yeah. Or your very first big adventure that you take, you know, right. like I start off with the one or two day. One of my big first adventures was taking a trip from Albuquerque all the way to Death Valley um, and back. And it was, there was 12 of us that left and um, it was 2000 miles round trip and we were gone for 14 days. And oh my God, I, I will never forget that trip. And it's what really got me started on the whole adventure uh, experience and, and wanting to do it uh, so passionately that, like I do. Hey, River Rats, you've heard nature photographer John Fielder discuss Colorado's free-flowing Yampa River on the Adventure Sports Podcast. Now get the 150 scenic and historic pictures behind the words. John's latest coffee table book guides you from its headwaters in the Flat Tops wilderness to the confluence with the Green River and Dinosaur National Monument. Visit johnfielder.com for more about the book or get your copy now at amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, 
or your favorite independent Colorado book retailer. Once again, that book is Colorado's Yampa River, free-flowing and wild from the flat tops to the green. Phoenix Multisport is a sober, active community that supports individuals who are healing from substance use disorder by providing free programs to help them maintain their sobriety. A few of these programs include CrossFit, yoga, boxing, cycling, and rock climbing, and are offered to anyone who is 48 hours clean and sober. Phoenix Multisport provides programs in Colorado, Orange County, California, and Boston, Massachusetts. For more information on this nonprofit, go to www.phoenixmultisport.org. Together, we can help individuals rise from the ashes of their addiction and heal families. So, Justin, what should somebody expect when they're going to go pack a bike up and travel 1,200 miles, uh, mainly off pavement? What What is it they can look forward to? Um, how much time should they budget? I know that's kind of an open-ended question because it depends on the bike, the rider, and, and all of that. But give give the audience a little bit of uh, an expectation uh, when they're getting into one of these backcountry discovery routes. Yeah, really good question. Also, one of the hardest ones to answer <laughs> because everybody's experience is so different and everybody's, um, I, you know, skills are so different and that really affects the trip and, and the route. And one thing we try to do, and I always get accused of saying we should go do harder stuff, one thing we try to do is make it uh, a really fine balance of um, challenging sections that aren't, you know, so silly challenging that it, it's, uh, dangerous per se, although there's certainly danger involved. Um, and, you know, fun and flowing sections where you can cover miles and do all that sort of stuff. And it's a really hard thing to do to find that balance because, you know, some guys like to ride hard and fast and want that exceptionally difficult stuff. Uh, all, all the time and other guys just want to get through a state and and see things and and we get feedback from both but I'll I will say this one thing you're definitely going to see is places you never thought you would see I mean I've grown up in Colorado and ridden here my whole life and when we scouted for the Colorado BDR and then finally went and, and shot the film and put it all together there are places here that I had never been and I saw because of this project. So um, people are going to see a lot of different things and we make a point not just to stitch any old route together. You know, it's not like we just, Oh, this road's open. So we're going to go there. Rob puts a ton of effort into exciting and beautiful and scenic routes. And like he said, stitching together uh, towns and communities and, and things that aren't just, uh, nature, but other things that contribute to an experience um, that I think are really, really unique and really, really neat. So I think people should expect difficulty. They should expect challenge. They should expect 
things to go unexpected. They should expect to uh, tap into their problem-solving side of their brain to figure out how to fix flat tires or get injured people out of uh, remote places. All of those things are what you should expect. And honestly, that's what you should expect of adventure, period, whether on your, you're on a motorcycle or or anywhere else. And I think it's what helps define the word adventure. So um, we're here, the backcountry discovery routes are here to guide the way to spark a little interest, to motivate some. And then, you know, your journey along the way is, is totally unique. And that's what's, I find really exciting. Everybody has their own unique journey on, on the same route, but man, it changes a ton. Like I mentioned in the, you know, the story in the Utah BDR on the mud, there's, there's fires, there's water, there's all sorts of stuff on these routes that, um, you can't plan for. So again, back to the expect the unexpected and all that, but expect a whole bunch and expect to be tired too. You have to expect adventure, but I I do want to point out there are some situations where there are go-around opportunities. We came across a a very swollen river on the the Colorado route when we were out there, and you know my buddy decided he was going to be the brave one and work his way uh, lightly into the river, only to find out that there's no way he was getting across that thing. We ended up pulling his his bike back out and dumping all the the fish out of his boots. But there, <laughs> you can't always assume that you're going to have a go around but you know i don't want to scare people too much there are there are ways to to go in if you if you find uh you get in a bit of a bind then you can always maybe go back out the other way and it's still just as fun riding the other way as well yeah you know one thing that um you know we get feedback on is that people say you know this route was a lot harder than what you portrayed in the movie well the the issue that we run into is that uh the conditions of the roads are constantly changing. You know how we had all this rain this last year Absolutely. in the spring and the summer, all summer long, we had tons of rain in, and that caused a lot of floods. So roads that were really easy in Utah, uh, you know, a year ago are now completely devastated and very, very difficult. And so we don't know that, uh, you know, until someone tells us, but the, the one thing is you just have to, to like Justin said, be ready to change and and get through and use your brain to go somewhere new. And people, uh, one thing that I always go back to is that when you get back uh, to home and you're telling your friends about your trip, you're not going to tell them about the smooth roads that you rode on. You're going to tell them about the three hours that it took you to go a half a mile <laughs> right. because yeah. because the road was washed out. And that's what you're going to sit around the campfire and talk about. And that's what you're going to go home and tell your kids and your, and your buddy at work, uh, is about the, the challenges you had. And that's what really makes the, uh, backcountry discovery route so cool is that you never know from year to year what that route is going to be like and what you're going to experience until you get there. And then you get to experience it. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you could ride the same state's route. You could ride it north, you can ride it south, you can ride it in the spring, the summer, the fall, and every time you go out there, you're riding a different route each and every time. Absolutely. And a really good example of this, and I'll make this short, is that in the New Mexico BDR, you're going to watch uh, a full section where we're going through from Grants up to Cuba, uh, and it's sandy and 
uh, Shao Marie Wilson was cussing me like a sailor and, uh, and we're going down right and left and it made for great footage. A month later, I rode that exact same route and there wasn't a stitch of sand, not a stitch of sand. Right. And so it just goes to show you that an, a day, a, a week, a month can completely change, uh, your route. And, uh, the New Mexico BDR is a good, good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. We watched some of the films, and if you guys, you know, were down there in the dry summer, and you could see some sandy sections. In fact, I watched some of the YouTube videos uh, prior to running, you know, this section to uh, to Buena Vista, and you know, it's a, a pretty good sandy section there. And we got up to it, and I looked at it, and I said, "Well, you know, it looks like sand. Looks just like oh, sand." Yeah. Right? Yes, right. <laughs> well, we got you know got into it, and of course, you're all prepared to ride sand like you ride sand, and all of a sudden, you know, the tires were biting, and the and the bike wasn't nearly you know swimming as much as i expected it to like okay it was a bit of you know a little bit more wet sand but that's how easily it can change yeah just the temperature change just having it you know 10 degrees cooler can change sand uh incredible you know it just where you can just go right through it so yeah just go out enjoy the adventure yeah uh here here i agree all right, Justin. So Butler Maps, let's uh, let's give you a little chance to talk a little bit more about Butler Maps, and I'll let Rob talk a little bit more about uh, the Trailmaster stuff. So give our listeners uh, kind of the, the quick download on Butler Maps and why they should come visit you guys. Well, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we set out with the mission of showing people where the best roads in the country are because the problem we were trying to solve is a problem we experienced ourselves. And that is the further you get away from your home, the less, you know, and the more time you spend wandering around, maybe riding boring roads, maybe missing incredible roads that you never even knew was there. And people's time is very limited. So, you know, that you don't want to spend, uh, your entire vacation, uh, <clears throat> wandering around and guessing, or maybe you don't want to spend months ahead of time patching together all the resources on the internet to find good roads. So we came up with a system to identify and ride and rate roads. And we do that all in-house with a small team of scouts of which Rob is one. Um, and so we go out kind of like Google maps cars, if you could imagine that. And, crisscross the state on our motorcycles and document them in a custom built mobile app that we use um, behind the scenes here. And we, uh, we display the best roads on the map. So we, we highlight them and we put one of three colors, orange, red, or gold on a printed physical paper map. And the gold ones are the best. And we give a whole bunch of information about those roads, like their elevation profiles and, um, what you can expect on the road, the views, the scenery, et cetera, et cetera. So they've turned out to be really great resources. And like Rob mentioned, again, at the beginning of the show, we're kind of the definitive source for road expertise. And, uh, you know, paper maps still have their place. Everybody likes to open a paper map when you're uh, pouring a cup of coffee in the morning or you're sitting around bre- the breakfast table with your riding friends and imagine where you're going to go. And then, like I said, the the rever element is an extension of that with a whole lot of digital things involved. So all the Butler maps that exist on paper also exist in rever. Uh, you can see the entire country, every road that we've ever scouted and recommended 
essentially overlaid on a Google map is what it is on our website, river.co. And uh, also in our app, if you just go to the iTunes store, or Google play, you can download river. It's free. Uh, there's a premium membership to get access to the Butler map stuff. But in addition to the content, so in addition to finding out where the good roads are, it's really a social community. So it's built around the ride. The website, you can plan rides. So instead of uh, messing around with complicated uh, GPS software like Garmin Basecamp and others, you can use our custom-built motorcycle trip planning software on the website. And anything you plan and create online automatically shows up in your app. So you can use the app to navigate. You can use the app to track. So when you go out for rides, just hit record and it knows where you're going and saves it all the cloud. So you kind of have a, uh, a record, if you will, of all your riding experiences on Rever. And it's new to us. We just launched Rever in May and it's been going really, really good. We currently have riders in 96 countries, which is pretty exciting for us. So people all over the, all over the world are using our tools to, to plan and navigate and connect. And that's, that's, really encouraging and uh exciting for us because i think the future the future is bright and i guess one more plug in addition to that because you can go do this right now and i think it's really fun but a small feature of the of the rever app is something we call challenges and uh they're really just fun ways friendly competition that we use to encourage people to get out and ride and pin yourself so to speak on a leaderboard of the community, a worldwide leaderboard. So you can see how many miles you are riding versus people all over the world. And right now we have a challenge uh, that Climb is sponsoring. So we give a whole bunch of really cool stuff away. And right now you can join the challenge. It's free. You track your miles in river. And at the end of it, we're going to give away uh, a whole bunch of Climb garments, cold weather riding garments. So go check it out. Join the challenge for free and uh, motivate yourself to ride. And we kind of come up with a new one of those every month and they've been really really well accepted and, and really fun for for riders and like i said all over the world you'll see rides um you know in australia and in the middle east and japan and india and europe and south america and mexico and it's it's pretty cool to see so that's what we're up to butler maps and rever and uh we're excited about it we're really really motivated to make cool products and and uh, keep people out there on the road doing motorcycle things, which is what we all love. <laughs> well, I got to say that thing is catching on like wildfire. Um, the coolest thing, like like you brought up, is to be able to plan. And I don't I don't know that you mentioned it, but you can plan your routes on your computer um, yep. by dragging your lines, just like you might in Google Maps. And once you save that route and you have a River account then you can have it pop up right on your, your iPhone or your Android uh, while you're on the ride and be able to follow it just like you would any other GPS. And we have any motorcyclist who has sat there and tried to plan routes and jump, you know, running through the various uh, Garmin, the GPX transfer uh, websites and trying to get the right files onto the right device and have it show up correctly and not have it try to route you the, the quickest way, but you want to keep your the nice way that you planned um, to be able to use that app the computer in that app is just a it really is a godsend as far as i'm concerned to the motorcycling community so good for you guys for doing it and yeah. you know and with with what i do planning the routes and stuff that a lot of people cannot stand base camp 
And the Rever app no. is so easy to use. So anyone that's a Basecamp hater, go use the Rever app because it's so easy to plan your routes. Yeah, you're spot on. The only reason I use Basecamp is if I do plan a route somewhere and I have to put that GPX file into my Garmin. That's the only thing I use it for is to actually dump it into the machine. <laughs> yep. And now, you can do that on Rever too. Yeah, we do have a feature now you can do I that. that. So- you're right. As part of the premium package in our in our suite, so to speak, um, is the Butler Maps content. So you pay five ninety nine a month, or you can just buy it in bulk for the year for fifty nine bucks, and you get access to all the paper maps, or, or excuse me, all the Butler Maps of digitally. So if you were to buy that in paper, it would be you know over three hundred dollars worth of paper maps. But in addition to that, you get things like GPX file transfer. So instead of having to use Garmin Basecamp, you can plan your rides on Rever and then just hit download a GPX and it'll put a GPX file on your desktop that you can drag into your Garmin or TomTom or anything that reads a, a GPX file. So we're trying to we're trying to make it the one-stop shop for navigation and content and community connection. And we're uh we're we're getting there. We're adding new features all the time and uh really trying to build it into something really, really handy for specifically for motorcycle riders. So like Rob said, we, we did build the tool online uh, with our own needs in mind, you know, because when you go to, to Google, you can easily get the shortest time or quickest distance. But as motorcycle riders, that's not necessarily what you're looking for. So you want to click along and you want to plan and build a route, a custom route um, by just like touching on the map, the next place you want to go. So that's you know, a very simple thing, but not something that all systems do. And it is something that we built into Rever. So you just click along as much as you want and connect the dots and it'll snap to the road and create a route for you. So yep. yeah. Thanks Rob for agreeing that it's super simple. We're, we're trying to make it that way. It is. It is. <laughs> all right. And you had a, a funny little uh, promo code uh, to offer our audience. Money promo code. Yep. <laughs> right now you can save 20% on Rever, a yearly membership, uh, with the code UCOLDBRO. And that'll make sense when you go to the Climb Challenge right now. We're using the hashtag UCOLDBRO for people to tag themselves in photos of themselves riding in cold situations uh, to win that cool climb gear. And uh, that's the coupon code. U, like the letter U, Bro. <laughs> right on. Well, I got to jump back on our cold Colorado weather has kept me off of my bike along with some projects. So the uh, the whole gear giveaway thing and uh, and uh, the talk about riding and spring coming up, uh, I got to jump back on it and get some rides planned and uh, and take part in some of these challenges. Yeah, we hope you do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Rob, you're up. So Trailmaster Adventure Gear for Motorcycles. You went into it a little bit, um, but tell people how it is they can find you. Well, first of all, um, you can find us at TMADV Gear. That stands for Trailmaster Adventure Gear.com. Um, and, you know, besides our, our uh, crash bar bags, that w- it's kind of the keystone of our, our product line. We make a product called the Changing Mat, which is probably one of our top-selling products overall. Uh, and that's a, a mat that you can put outside of your tent uh, so you're not crawling out onto wet grass. Uh, you can change your clothes on it, you know, get out of your riding gear and get into your other gear. Uh, 
but the the main thing was for changing a tire. You know, I was tired of taking my tire off and putting it down in the dirt, uh, and I wanted a um, a a mat that I could set the tire down so the rotor or the yeah the rotor wasn't uh, on the um, on the dirt, and so the folds out to a nice mat that you can use. Uh, we've got a couple other little things. We make a uh, surprisingly enough a uh, a gun bag it's called the moto g pack for those guys that like to carry uh, a gun with them when they when they ride um it's a, a cordura bag that fits right in your tank bag and uh you can carry a, a a small gun in there if if that's what you like doing and some people do some people don't but we do have that um but what's really exciting is we have a new product coming out it should be available we're hoping about mid-april uh that's what our shoot shooting for it's called the trailside grill it's a new barbecue grill that um, you'll actually see um, a prototype being used in the new mexico bdr um, but it's a, a grill that folds up to a 10 inch by 10 inch by 10 in, or 10 inches by 10 inches by a half inch thick weighs less than five pounds comes in its own carry bag and uh it just it's an easy way to uh, cook a great dinner. Justin has made some incredible steaks. Other, uh, what else have you made on there? Bratwurst, pork chops, um, and I've done vegetables. Uh, this in New Mexico, we've made uh, sweet rolls on it. Uh, so there's all kinds of things you can make, and it really, really is cool. So that's coming out uh, this spring, and we're really excited about that. Right on. Well, you got to have a way to cook on the trail. Oh, yes, and we do have the Bradshaw Cook Kit named after my buddy Justin Bradshaw, and that is just kind of an easy way to carry spices. We have two cutting boards, uh, uh, like six spice holders, uh, a couple knives, uh, a towel, uh, a brush to clean off your um, utensils and your um, uh, plates and pans, and uh, it it's all in this nice sewn-up bag and uh, real handy. Uh, for a, a complete cook system is what it is. Right on. That sounds yeah. cool. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. Well, to make this a two promo episode, you also had a discount code for the listeners as well. I, I did. I had the discount, uh, and it was ASP10 for a 10% discount on the stuff at the store. But since Justin has outdone me with a 20% discount. I can't let him beat me. So I'm going to change that tonight to ASP uh, for the Adventure Sport Podcast and then 20. So ASP 20, the number 20, and that will get you 20% off on any of the items in our store except for the sale items uh, until the end of March. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Justin, that's why I made you go first. <laughs> well, I didn't say ASP 21 because that's what pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Dang it. Foiled uh, again by uh, Justin. That's awesome to you both. I really appreciate that. I know the listeners really appreciate that. It's, it's it's exciting to listen to about getting out there and doing this stuff. And then when somebody throws you a promo code to be able to, to stock up and get a little bit of discount off your gear, that uh, it just makes it even sweeter. So really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Great. No problem. All right, guys. Well, so again, everybody needs to go to backcountrydiscoveryroots.com to see when the premiere is near you for Colorado people. Again, we're talking March 3rd. It's a Thursday doors open at seven o'clock movie starts at seven thirty. And I just wanted to say, I don't know. 
I don't know if you guys are trying to do it this way or not, but I've always really loved going to the Warren Miller films when the ski season's just kicking off. And, you know, I'm not so much a skier and snowboard any, anymore. I, I do other things. But now that you guys are doing these these movie premieres for ADV riding on the Backcountry Discovery Routes, I'm stoked to be able to come down and, and watch the film and enjoy it that much more because it is the hobby that I truly adore. So it, I'm amped up to come see it. I will see you guys down at the Denver premiere. And, yeah, uh, and it's at the Mayan Theater, the Mayan Theater in Denver. Yeah, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. So you can definitely find that information on backcountrydiscoveryroutes.com uh, for the New Mexico Backcountry Discovery Route, and then look at all the interactive maps for it on there. Make and sh- one other thing is I Court uh, will be there, Court Butler, who was on the uh, route, and I will be there and we'll be answering questions after the after the movie in the theater about the route. So if you have any questions... Yeah, Bring them on down. Definitely show up and meet these two clowns. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to make the evening fun for sure. So make sure you get to uh, Trailmaster Adventure Gear, which is tmadvgear.com, as well as butlermaps.com, as well as rever.co to check out that website and their apps. So guys, I really do appreciate your time coming on the show, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Hey, yeah. we're looking forward to it as well. It was great. All right. Thanks for having us, Travis. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Thanks for listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. College students, don't forget, we're still looking for a few campus ambassadors for the show. Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click the Contact Us button to find out how. And for you listeners, we're always looking to grow the show so we can continue to bring awesome guests and inspire you to get out there and have some fun. So be sure to do us a favor and subscribe to the show on iTunes, as well as make sure you're sharing us on Facebook and Twitter. So now it's time to get out and have some fun.